Welcome back to another episode of the 24 Seconds Podcast. My name is Arju, and I'm joined by my best friend, Drin, who will now give the 24 Seconds Report. Your 24 Seconds starts now. In today's episode, Arju and I will discuss the five best possible trade packages for James Harden. This is going to be an exciting one. That's the 24 Second Report. Now let's get into the first and arguably the most obvious trade package. Drin, you want to start off? The 76ers have been the most obvious trade package for James Harden because people have seen the potential swap of Harden and Ben Simmons but because Arju and I have worked out a deal that consists of Harden and Tucker being dealt to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Mike Scott, and Ferguson. The contracts work out here. The trade makes sense for both teams. If you're the 76ers, Arju, would you do this? Yeah, I, re- I would. And the reason I would do this is obviously you're getting James Harden, but PJ Tucker is one of the better defenders in the league. And if you're going to make a move to you know for Harden, you might as well go all in and get PJ Tucker too, who's a really good role player. And so I like this trade for the 76ers. And I think for the Rockets, like this is a long-term move. Um, you're obviously Definitely. not going to win with Ben Simmons for the you know this year, but like you can build around him. What are your thoughts on it? And yeah, you brought it up role players. I think Houston Rockets also benefit with role players here because we've seen in previous years, especially in the last year or two with the 76ers, Mike Scott is a guy who's able to come off the bench and provide you with the ability to hustle and the ability to shoot the three ball. He can shoot the ball and he hustles and off the bench, what more can you ask for, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like one of the things that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to Mike Scott his his <laughs> scoring punch from the three like time and time again like we see him being able to shoot that three ball and it, it fits in with what the Rockets want to do with a lot of like you know shooting shooting the three and so I, I feel like it's a good move for both teams I feel like because of the recent news that's been going around in the past few years with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and their lack of chemistry together that's the reason why Ben Simmons is the number one uh target for Harden you know what I mean so it, it kind of makes sense that this is the most obvious yeah do you do you think the 76ers could win it all with James Harden, Joel Embiid? Not yet, especially with a player like James Harden, you're going to need chemistry, you're going to need time to gel, and it's not just James Harden that's going to be new, it's going to be Seth Curry, it's going to be Danny Green, Tyrese Maxey, there's so many new players that you're just going to have to gel with, Dwight Howard, so they're already adjusting to those guys, and then you get rid of Ben Simmons, who's been there his whole career, for a guy like James Harden, it's going to be a really good team, but they're going to need time to gel. Yeah, and I agree with the Tyrese Maxey thing, like, it's going to be interesting to see how James Harden kind of mentors him, I think he can be one of the steals of the draft, and so I would be excited to see how his development goes with James Harden there to like mentor him as well. Yeah, and speaking of Dwight Howard, he said um, he really likes what he sees from Tyrese Maxey so far and that he has the potential to be a really good player. So I don't know if that's just him saying it as a teammate or that's actually what he believes, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. So I think we both agree that this trade would be good, good for, for both teams, right? Yep, the next, the next team though is a team that is in that same conference, in the same top seeds, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Some people would say this is the most obvious, but I don't believe it is because you're throwing numerous young assets in you know what I mean so I think at the end of the day this is the type of trade that is going to come down to the front office you know the Nets front office and if they believe sacrificing their young core for James Harden is worth it you know what I mean like do they believe that Allen, Levert, Dinwiddie and Claxton which is the trade we've come up for is worth getting rid of for the acquisition of James Harden to create a big three of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant and James Harden yeah they're going to lose a lot of players like right now Levert is coming off the bench Allen is coming off the bench so when you get rid of those guys, all of a sudden it's, it's kind of concerning. You know what I mean? Depth is going to be really important this year. Yeah, and actually, if you if you've been watching, you know, Nets ball, Karis Levert looks like he's been better than Spencer Dinwiddie, even though Spencer Dinwiddie is is the starter. I, I feel like eventually, maybe throughout the year, Levert might end up starting. Yeah, and um, you know how Dinwiddie. You know how I said, um, I have whoever comes off the bench as my sixth man of the year. Yeah, I have a feeling that Steve Nash is going to consistently alternate them to the point where <laughs> they're not going to be considered a straight up six man. You know what I mean? Like. 
there's going to be Lavert sometimes, there's going to be Dinwiddie. So it's going to go back and forth to the point where one of them can't win sixth man of the year because of the consistent changes. I, I also want to just highlight something that Steve Nash said. The Nets are really high on Nick Claxton. Steve Nash was talking about how he thinks, like how, how he thinks Claxton has a lot of potential. And so that's also interesting to see if the Nets would give up someone that they view highly for a guy like James Harden. I mean, with the lineup of Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, like offensively, that's probably, that's unstoppable. But I have concerns about, you know, what that defense looks like, especially with by losing Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, like you're losing two good defenders. And so it's going to be interesting to see what that defense would look like for the Nets come playoff time. That's actually, that's actually a really good point because a lot of people would perceive Claxton as just a, ca- a salary filler, you know what I mean? To match the contracts of James Harden. But no, it would be a risk for them. They believe this guy has the potential to be great. And I, I actually do kind of like, like, what, do, what are your thoughts on LeVert being, you know, in Houston? I feel like he's really the main guy in this package. I right? agree 100%. He has, uh, that would be a strong lineup. We've both been saying for a long time, this was before Russell Westbrook got traded. We thought that Russell Westbrook should get traded for like a shooting guard type of player, you know, to start alongside James Harden, Christian Wood, Boogie. So he is a shooting guard. So he would be the perfect fit in that wall cousins team. Yeah. And also like with LeVert, there was times throughout the bubble where he was the guy, especially with Kyrie and KD out. And he looked really good, like really good yeah. being that the guy. When I think Spencer Dinwiddie was also not playing in the bubble. So it's really interesting to see how Chris LeVert ended up playing. And there's his saying, um, I'm sure you, you've heard it. It's kind of basic, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Nets are in a roll right now. They've won their first two games by 20 plus. It looks like they've been playing together for years. So why potentially ruin that flow to bring in a guy like James Harden who could, I'm not going to say he will because that's the media perception, but he could potentially ruin your flow. And also like, they, it's not that they just beat teams. Like they beat good teams. The, the Warriors, yes, we know that they're struggling early on, but they beat the Celtics as well, which is a good team. Who some people have to come out the East in the playoffs. Exactly. And so seeing how they've played, I, I don't know. No Kemba Walker though. So we must note that if there's any Boston Celtics fans listening, there was no Kemba Walker. Yeah, I agree. We, we also have to factor that in, but they've looked good. So like making this trade now would not, I just don't feel like it, it's necessary. And I feel like the Nets could win it all, even without James Harden, honestly. Ooh. That's not saying, I'm not saying that they will, but I'm just saying that I think they can win it all, even without James Harden. Sometimes you don't need three, four big names. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. They have Kyrie, they have KD and the pieces they have them around them around them right now as currently constructed it looks like they, they're playing so well right now I would not ruin that right now but yeah moving moving on to the, the next team the third team the Denver Nuggets now a lot of people have the Nuggets there I I think this is an interesting trade package that we put together so mm-hmm. the Nuggets would receive James Harden the Rockets would receive Gary Harris Will Barton and Michael Porter Jr. now for this trade Michael you know, Porter my, Jr. that's yeah my, that that's the main guy in this package but something that I was thinking about earlier which is kind of interesting is Will Barton has said that he does not want to be a sixth man. Right now for the Nuggets, he's playing as the sixth man. Mm. In Houston, he would probably he he would probably be the sixth man since Michael Porter Jr. would start at three and Gary Harris would probably start at the two. So I'm wondering if somehow like a third team comes in and trades for Will Barton. Yeah, there is I've seen a lot of stuff talking about that this trade is going to be so complicated to the extent of needing a third team. It's it's really hard to predict stuff like that. Like you can you can potentially predict a okay James Harden to Nets James Harden to 76ers but when there's a third team involved it's very difficult so it'll be tricky with that with Will, with the Will Barton situation but am I the only one who feels like Gary Harris has been a trade rumor for like 15 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's he was rumored they're like oh we'll trade him for Beal um blah, blah 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 it's just so funny like he's he's a decent player so it's funny how Nuggets fans like he's like that type of player that is he's not bad but he's good enough to an extent where he could be the best or second best piece of a trade package yeah I agree I think 
think the big thing with him is like the injury concerns, you know, the durability. Like he's, it seems like even though he's on the market every time, he's also injured like quite a bit. Yeah, he's had a lot of injuries, right? Yeah, like he is. He, I would say he's like injury prone, but not like major injury wise. Like minor injuries, like keep popping up for him. I remember, I remember when I watched the Nuggets in the bubble. Yes, they went to the Western Conference Finals, but Gary Harris didn't really play that well. He was very inconsistent. He had a game or two where he was really good, but then he went back to having a lot of turnovers. And I just like I remember from two seasons ago, he was a really good player. People were like, "Wait a second, like Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, this could be like a the backcourt of the future." And it looks like that didn't happen. But um, do you have anything else you want to say about the Nuggets? Because the next team is going to be really interesting and unexpected, I think, to a lot of the viewers. Yeah, I I have a question for you actually. Um, let's go, do you, let's go for it. Do you do you think with James Harden, the Nuggets are the favorites in the West? I don't think they're going to be the favorites, but I think they're going to be the uh, the team that everyone looks at besides the Lakers in the West and goes, "This is going to be the team." You know what I mean? I think pe- gotcha. I think people are going to beat are going to take them over the Clippers, but I just that's a very interesting trio of Jamal Murray, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic. I think that's going to need a lot of time to gel. But at the same time, I think I think James Harden is willing for it to go into a team that's completely changed. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to go into a team where he's doing iso ball all the time, and he, he's gonna if he goes to the Heat, if he goes to the Nuggets, he's gonna he's not going to be the main player right away. He's going to need to fall into their system and transition. That's that's very true. And one of the things that I I don't think a lot of people talk about is how much let's say James Harden had in Houston like once he gets traded to a different team where he you know you're with other stars like Jokic and, and Kevin Durant and and you know Joel Embiid you're not gonna go in and just be the main guy even if you're the better player Houston. you're not gonna go and be the main guy because the guy who's almost as good as you has been there for some time now exactly exactly and I, I think one of my concerns with this Nuggets team is the defense right mm-hmm. now, now you're losing out on Gary Harris who is a good defender and, and you're losing a lot of depth Michael Porter Jr. people have him breaking out you're losing a really good bucket getter in, in will barton and so that depth is also kind of already you already lost jeremy grant and mason pumley but now you're losing even more depth and so this move depends on how much they believe in james harden being able to carry the nuggets past that you know second to third round in, in in the west especially when you have to go through lebron and the lakers who have played who have amazing defenders what's your answer to the question you just asked me would you who would you still pick the lakers i i definitely i i think i would um one of the things that i'm starting to realize is that when it comes to playoff time like you can you can be a really good offensive team but you need those those people who can get those defensive stops and I feel like with the Lakers you have Anthony Davis who's arguably top three right now in terms of defense in the league and you have LeBron who again like when when it comes to playoff time LeBron's defense like you can argue that he is like top five all-time in defense in the playoffs like Mm -hmm. that that's how well he plays in the playoffs and so when you have guys like that you know Anthony Davis is gonna is gonna be really good you know LeBron's gonna be really good and then you have complimentary pieces and you know Wesley Matthews and and KCP who are also really good defenders and so I don't think the Nuggets would beat them I think it would be it would be a seven game series six or seven game series but I think the Lakers still have that edge Um, and also something that I've noticed watching the Christmas games yesterday today is the day after Christmas is how good LeBron is getting with his jump shot like it gets smoother and smoother every year every year it gets more smooth and so I feel like with the improvements that LeBron is showing you know at, at this age as well I don't think the Nuggets would be able to beat the Lakers so we both think that the Lakers would still beat them in a series, but the Nuggets would be that second team in the Western Conference that has a slight edge over the Clippers. Yeah, and you would have to kind of hope for some sort of like miracle, you know? Yeah. The next trade package Arjun and I have came up with is the Indiana Pacers. This is a really interesting one because if the Rockets are offered offered a package from the Indiana Pacers, it could be one of the best packages they see. We came up with James Harden for Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo. Oladipo's future with the Indiana 
Indiana Pacers has been uncertain and Indiana may want to trade him because of the fact that he's a free agent in 2021 meaning he could walk for nothing Malcolm Brogdon is the other addition that can't be slept on he is a great pickup as a point guard behind John Wall great backup point guard he'll give you a calm 14 form for a night and he brings a very calm style of basketball every time I've watched him play whether it was in Milwaukee or Indiana I've noticed that he always makes the right decision on the court because he lets the game unfold he waits for the right play he waits for the right cut and I like that high IQ that's going to be a high IQ that's going to work well with John Wall but Arju before you get into this I just want to say every trade has its own risks risk with this trade for Houston is as I've just said Oladipo might not resign with the Houston Rockets because he's a free agent in 2021 and that is a huge risk Arju, what do you think about this trade? And I'm going to get into what I think Indiana should do if you're in, if you're in Indiana in this case. But Arju, I'll let you talk about this trade first. I think I agree with you in terms of like current value, present value, in terms of the players that are there. Malcolm Brogdon, who won Rookie of the Year, he looked really good for the Pacers the last two years. I think if you're the Rockets, if you're trying to win now, this is the move that will get you, I think, closest to win now. Now, the point is, even though it gets you the closest to winning now, that doesn't mean you're going to win at all. Because yeah. I, I still don't think even with... If, even if you have all depot and brogdon you're still not going to get past the lakers and you arguably you probably won't get past the clippers as well but you never know with the clippers in the playoffs they'll definitely climb those western rankings though because like as currently constructed we've put them in as the eighth seed you know what i mean in our uh, respective predictions but when yeah. you add all the depot and malcolm brogdon they could go to fifth seed not top three but they'll be fourth fifth yeah the thing with brogdon that a lot of people don't like talk about is his versatility like he plays both guard positions and so his ability to kind of command and the offense is really underrated as well. He's mm-hmm. again, you talked about it, like he's very calm. Like when he has the ball in his hands, like it's like he knows what he's gonna do. Yeah. Um. I, and he has a I, he has a flow to the game that not a lot of people have, and so like that's one of his underrated aspects, I would say. Malcolm Brogdon was one of like the only positives Indiana had in the in their bubble series against the Miami Heat, and there were not a lot of positives, bro. They got swept, but he was he came off the bench oftentimes, and he just there was this one game I forget. Didn't he drop like thirty in this one game, like thirty five? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's a, he's a really good player. I think he's overlooked. But yeah. if you're Indiana, I think you have to do this. You acquire a top five to seven NBA player who can regularly put up a 30 or 40 point triple double. And because Indiana is a small market team, free agents rarely choose to stay or go there. You know what I mean? This is this is going to be a rarity for Indiana and an offer like this. It's unlikely it pops up again. And I think with any small market team, like when there's a superstar on the market, go for it. Put yourself in contention. Because if you win a championship, people are going gonna look differently they're gonna praise that general manager bro like they're gonna be like that was the best trade we've ever done in our franchise you know yeah i mean big risk big reward or what was high risk high reward yeah yeah think about think about the impact that Kawhi leonard you know had on the raptors you know toronto is not a big market in the nba like Mm -hmm. nope a lot of players want to stay in the united states and so with that move of getting Kawhi, and yes they were lucky with katie and clay getting injured but the point is when you take a risk like that and you win a championship as a small market team like all of a sudden players are like yeah toronto is a great place. Toronto is a great place. Even though Kawhi didn't re-sign, like if you listen to Marcus Gasol, if you listen to Serge Ibaka, they talk highly about Toronto all the time, even though it was a small market team. And that's because they win. They win. They won games there. They won a championship. And so as a small market team, whenever there's a chance to get, you know, like a top 10 player, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. roll the dice. And they would have a really good potential lineup. Something along the lines of James Harden, Lamb, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. That's a really good team. That would be yeah. a really fun team to watch too. And the Rockets, Rockets is confusing with their uh, lineup if they want to start both Wood or Cousins, both Tucker and Eric Gordon, but it would still be like Wall, Depot, Tucker, Wood, Cousins or Wall, Gordon, Depot, Tucker, Cousins. It'll be, you know what I mean? Like there's there's many variations, but both teams have a really 
fun lineup after this. Yeah, and also like the combination of James Harden and Sabonis. Demonte Sabonis, Sabonis is so slept on, man. He can drop like fifty five and exactly. forty five, and no one would talk about it. Yeah, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. <laughs> Literally, man was an all star last year, and like nobody nobody talks about that though. And so mm. the, the the point is like James Harden and Sabonis. I think that'd be a really good fit together, and I wonder I wonder how far the Pacers would go. They would not have gotten swept in the first round by the Miami Heat if they had Sabonis. It, I agree. I'm not saying it would have went to six or seven, but probably five. We're done with the Indiana Pacers. The, the floor is all yours. Your team is the Blazers. Go for it. Enlighten the people. Recent days, there's been a report that he added the Blazers to his trade destination, his preferences. Uh, just a little bit of backstory. So the GM of the Blazers right now, Neil Oshley, is actually very close friends with James Harden. Um, they went to the same high school. Uh, they kept in touch throughout you know, his NBA journey. And so there's, there's already a relationship there. Now, with this move, uh, the package that we've made, it involves trading CJ McCollum, Zach Collins, and Fernie Simmons, and Nasir Little for James Harden and Ben McLemore. Here's the thing with this move. I talked about small market teams. I talked about winning. When there's a player like this available, you throw all your dice you know, into it, just go for it. With this trade, of course, you're losing CJ, who's who is one of you know one of the most like loved guys in Rip City. But you get back he's an James icon Harden. for the Blazers. Yeah, CJ is an icon. But you get back James Harden, who when you put Damon and James Harden together, nobody's stopping that that backcourt. That's like, going to be so fun to watch, man. Yeah, offensively, like you have two guys who can match each other shot for shot. Although you're losing, you know, Infernee Simmons and Zach Collins and Nasir Little, all these young aspects. And we've you're seen trying to win a championship. And in recent years, we've seen how big of a load Damian Lillard has had to carry. The acquisition of James Harden takes the load off of Damian Lillard massively. I'm not saying James Harden is going to become the star of Portland because that's always going to be Damian Lillard's team as long as he's on it. But in times when you're constantly playing in the playoffs every round, you're going to need you're going to, you're going to eventually get tired and you're going to need that load taken off you. So if I'm a Blazers fan, I, I want my team to do this. I would love to see this happen. I think it'd be really interesting. I, I think, especially if they're able to keep Roko, Derek Jones, Junior Nurkic, Gary Trent. If they're able to keep those guys, they're not even losing that much depth, honestly. Right now, Zach Collins is hurt, so he's not even playing. Nasir Little is day-to-day with COVID, so he's not even playing. And Fernie Simmons has a hamstring injury, and he hasn't been playing that much. And in this trade, you get back Ben McLemore, who can be your backup guard. Mm-hmm. And so you don't necessarily even need Simmons. And so you're really not, really, at the end of the day, you're just giving up CJ and, and young players for James Harden. And James Harden is definitely worth that for a small market team. And so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this move. I would love yeah. to see as a Blazers fan. Yeah, so guys, those are our five best trade packages for James Harden. The 76ers, the Nets, the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Blazers, and the respective scenarios we came up with each team. Now, let's move on to some honorable mentions. We wanted to add these teams because they are among Harden's preferred destinations and have some assets that would definitely entice Houston. These three teams are the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And although we don't have specific packages for them, we're just going to briefly talk about them because of the fact that they're on Harden's preferred destinations. Recent reports have shown that the Miami Heat would have to basically trade all of their young guys, maybe not Duncan Robinson, but all of their young guys, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Casey Okpala, Precious Achua, and the big contracts of Kelly Olenek and Iguodala to acquire James Harden. And we talked about this in the first episode. I remember Arju asked me if I would want the Miami Heat to do this trade. And I and I said both, both sides make sense. Like I wouldn't really mind what we do, but I just don't know how I feel about giving up our entire 
higher youth. Like Miami has shown that they're really good at drafting. Precious Achua, did you see him against the Pelicans yesterday? He played really well. Yes, it was the Pelicans, but if we just let the season roll out, develop these players, we're going back to being the biggest threat in the East alongside the Brooklyn Nets, who probably are the biggest threat. So I don't know if Miami should do this, but I'm excited to see what happens and I would understand both sides. The second team that he recently added to his preferred destinations alongside the Portland Trailblazers was the Boston Celtics. And this was interesting because I just really want to know if Celtics fans would be willing to give up because Jalen Brown would have to go. No way you're keeping Jason. T uh, Jason Tatum is going to stay. The Celtics aren't trading him, but Jalen Brown would probably have to go and a few other pieces. And I feel like most Celtics fans would say that they probably don't want to do this because they really like this like young core they have. But this could be this could be a toss up. Yeah, I, I feel like this is for the Celtics. Like looking at it from Danny Ainge's perspective, how much do you believe Jason Tatum is going to take a leap this year? How much do you believe he's going to be, you know, a player that a lot of people think will eventually end up being like top 10 in the league? So how much of a jump do you think that will happen this year? And in, in knowing that, do you trade for James Harden by giving away Jalen Brown? It's it, There's but, definitely a big risk factor involved. But speaking of risks, the next team we have is the Milwaukee Bucks. And they took a risk in trading for Drew Holiday because of all of the picks that, and pick swaps that were involved. It leads a lot of people to question how would the Milwaukee Bucks even be a potential trade destination for James Harden. I think I think it's basically just Chris Middleton and a few other pieces. What do you think about this? Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo comes to mind when I think of any James Harden package as well as Chris Middleton. Dante DiVincenzo and Chris Middleton will probably have to be the pieces for it. What do you think? I think it'd be interesting, but it definitely, they put themselves in like a corner because of how hard it has to become to make this trade possible. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, they look good. I know they uh, Giannis missed that one free throw against the Celtics the other night, but they look like a good team. I think they should roll it out with how their roster currently is. I don't know. I, I can't really see him being traded to the Bucks. Watch him get traded to the Bucks in like an hour, but I, I can't really see it happening. Yeah, also, everyone forgets, but uh, remember that James Harden Giannis uh, little beef thing that they had about yeah. the stuff last year? <laughs> but he he's so the one wonder... who put them on his preferred destination, so maybe it didn't mean much to him. Yeah, I mean, it would be really interesting to see how they gel together, especially after that. Yeah. Especially after that. So that's kind of why, you know, those three teams are an honorable mention. There's a lot of question marks for Miami if they want to trade away their young assets. For Boston, it's how much do you believe in Tatum and are you willing to give up Jalen Brown? And then for the Bucks, how do you pull off this trade, you know, without without having any of your picks since they were all part of the Drew Holiday yeah. trade. So anyways, that wraps up the honorable mentions. Now we're going to get into the questions where Drin and I will ask each other one question and have 24 seconds to respond. Drin, are you ready? Yes, sir. My first question to you is... First. So a few days ago, you mentioned James Wiseman. Like we were talking individually about James yeah. Wiseman and how you thought he was really impressive. We're two games in. And so this is a really hard question to answer, but I think it's, I definitely think it's an in interesting question. If you had to give a player comp right now <laughs> for James Wiseman, someone who you think he could become in the future, where is your ceiling for him and where is the floor? So player comp for his floor, which he is right now. And what is your player comp for, for what you think his potential is going to be? Your 24 seconds starts now. It's really difficult to do player comps because every player is different in their own ways. But I feel like all I can say is that I, I genuinely believe James Wiseman has the potential to be one of the best big men in the league. And he has been the Warriors' only bright spot in a two in two games that have been quite strenuous and difficult for them. His ability to shoot the three, drive in the paint. He's like a, I don't know, I don't want to say Chris Bosh, but because he's more physical, but he has the, he's a big man that's a lefty that can shoot from three, shoot in the mid-range and drive when needed. Okay. What do you think so, about a Chris Bosh comparison? Like he he's not as physical. James Wiseman is definitely a bigger than Chris Bosh, but Chris Bosh is a very versatile big man. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, I think 
think that's a good comparison for what his potential could become. And that's scary with this Warriors team. Clay Imagine, back healthy. yeah. The Warriors are so. here to stay. I know they're going to have a difficult season, but they're going to be back after Clay's back. And hopefully he just comes back healthy. Let's focus on that. But my question yeah. for you is, and you have 24 seconds to answer this, do you think there's a sleeper team to get Harden? The ones we mentioned are the best packages, but that doesn't mean that's where he's going. A sleeper team could be like the Orlando Magic, like a team that could just throw in their pieces of uh, uh, Aaron Gordon and stuff. So you're 24 seconds starts now. Yeah, one of the teams we didn't mention was the Raptors. I, I just wonder if they would get rid of Pascal Siakam for that and what, what else they would throw in. And so I guess that's one of the sleeper teams. Uh, who? This is a tough question. This really is. Five seconds left. Um, yeah, I, I'd say the Raptors. Interesting. You got it. So, so it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. Imagine he just doesn't get traded at all. But we both we both think he's going to get traded. It's going to be interesting to see if he ends up going to a team that was his preferred destination or a team that just like Houston's like, oh, we're going to get the best offer. Like uh, Indiana Pacers or something. But yeah, anything else you want to say, Arju? No, I mean, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the pot of the 24 Seconds podcast. We, uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.